Welcome to So To Speak. I'm your host, Vishnu Hetmark. I created this podcast because I wanted to have conversations with people whose mark on the world I really admire and who really inspire me, who I can listen to and walk away feeling that they have made me a kinder, more generous person. We'll talk about their backgrounds and upbringings, their setbacks and hardships, passions and creative journeys, and ultimately, the moments that have really made an impact on who they are now and their hopes and dreams for the future. I hope you enjoy the next conversation of So To Speak. Lily Johanna Nicholson is an artist based on the far south coast of New South Wales, where she and her partner Jono are raising their two sons, Dusty and Skip, on a remote seaside property that is completely off-grid and self-sufficient. In this week's episode, Lily and I discuss her journey as an artist, a friend, and a mother. Lily is inspiring for many, many reasons, but one thing I walked away thinking after we had our conversation was just how brave she is, how she is so generous in speaking her truths and being present in the moment. We had this conversation, I think, only a few days before she gave birth to her second child, and I can't thank her enough for sharing her story with me. Actually, let's just get right into it. Let's get into it. Where did you grow up and like, where? What, what's your background? Um, so I grew up on the far south coast of New South Wales, which is where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I grew up with my mum. My dad lived down the road and we uh, lived in like a kind of inland a little bit in a little um, village. Mm -hmm. And then when I was about six, we moved to the coast um, to Tathra, which is kind of quite close to where I am now. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's a pretty beautiful part of the world. (laughs) Um, So I have two sisters, two half sisters. Um, and yeah, I'm quite close with them. Uh, they live, they, yeah, grew up, they're a bit older than me. They grew up quite close to, to me though. And, um, and I read somewhere that you, did you go to a Steiner school? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, um, mum made that decision, which I think is part of the reason that I, I guess, chose the path that I did. I just have, I think having that, um, that creativity embedded in me so young yeah. and a real love of learning and, and not a fear of learning either. Um, I think now thinking about where I'll, I'll send my son, um, when, you know, we're not sure whether we will send him to a Steiner school or not, but I really, really want him to have that real love of just um, learning. And, and I don't know, I, I think just being creative in that every day comes from yeah. that. Um, not just, you know, okay, we sit down and paint now. It's like everything you do is hands-on and, um, you know, so involved with it. It's a beautiful way of learning. Right, yeah, everything is kind of a creative expression. Yeah, so that was my school years um, from kindy to year six and then I went to local public high school, mm-hmm. which is now where I teach, oh, wow. <laughs> weirdly You've come full circle. Um, I have come full circle. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny actually. Uh, it was very weird when I first started teaching there, but um, <laughs> but I love it. I love being part of that community. Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> um, did you did you know very early on that you were quite capable in that field and being creative, and that you had this ability that was unique? Um, 
think so. I don't um I don't actually think so. No. I I was never one of the kids who could, you know, there was always the the girl in your class who could draw horses really well or yeah. you know, um did kind of realistic images really well. I was never one of those people. I don't think I had the patience for it to be honest. Right. Um and it didn't it took me until I think my second year of uni to actually decide that I really wanted to do art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to study art. Um, I, when I finished school, I um, went to the local university and did a year in, of a Bachelor of Arts and then decided that it was time to leave. I needed mm-hmm. to leave the area and branch out a little bit and I headed up to um, your neck of the woods. Okay. <laughs> headed to um, Byron Bay and went to uh, Lismore to Southern Cross University. Mm-hmm. And I kept doing the Bachelor of Arts, but I got about a year into that and decided that I didn't really know what I was doing. I think I was just at uni for the sake of being at uni right? because I didn't know what else to do. Um, and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't loving it. Yeah. And I, I remember doing a drawing class. I must have had like a a special elective in just drawing and I loved it and I was like I need to do this like why am I not doing visual arts yeah. you know and um and I remember having that conversation with my partner and um who he is from here as well and we um moved up there together and having that conversation with mum and saying you know should I actually just change and do this what I really want to do and then you know, we can figure out what job I'll have in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both supported that and so I changed. And, yeah, I, I loved it. I majored in printmaking and I made some amazing connections and some amazing friends. And, um, yeah, and I guess, I don't know, I guess I just, because I loved it so much, it just became over years and since finishing uni it just became something that I just have to do now it's not you know it's not really a I don't even think about it that's amazing that's amazing do you do you miss um because now you live back obviously like you just said before that you live close to where you grew up do you miss the um I guess like Byron Bay I wouldn't call it a city so much but like (laughs) Yeah, the it's area. thriving. It has it's yeah. always constant. Yeah. Do you oh yeah. That? I, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, I think less now that I have Dusty, my son, mm-hmm. um, and you know where we live is incredible. <laughs> it's an amazing part of the world, and yeah, you know we're yeah. so lucky to live here. Um, and we have we live on a beautiful property, and um. But, yeah, I really miss having just constant um, creative, I guess, inspiration. Right. I don't want that to sound cliched, but I guess being around so many people who are doing things all the time and constantly, you know, thriving to, to to be doing things all the time that are creative and collaborating with each other and um, and just being able to run into people at a coffee shop and say, yeah. hey, we do this together or... You yeah, know, there's really that collaborative that. spirit that just kind of naturally evolves out of that constant uh, yeah. contact. Um, and I miss my girlfriends. You know, I have this amazing group of um, women up there who are 
very, very, very driven and um, and support one another and and I still have that, you know. I, I still, it's not like I've lost that. I've, I've made sure that we've all stayed quite connected. But um, yeah. But you know, it'd be nice to see their faces a bit more often. Than, <laughs> you, know. you you mentioned your partner. When yeah. did you meet your partner? Uh, when I finished school, I just finished finished school, and I met him in the local town that I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a little bit. Um, I guess I used to think it was a little bit, you know, small town that I was, <laughs> that I, you know, I was still with the boy that I met at the end of school. and um, But I actually love it now. I think it's fantastic. We've got, you know, really similar outlook on life. And Yeah. You grew parenting. up together. You're growing up together. You've yeah, grown up together. Love you know area. where you're coming from. Yeah. And we love what we're providing for our children mm-hmm. having another baby very soon yeah so um, exciting yeah so, so we got you three... moved together to Byron yeah you found this new path you like really committed to it your partner really encouraged you to do that what yeah. led you to yeah. going back um ah, good good question so it was very hard for me to make the decision to move home because mm-hmm. I just loved it up north and I had this whole network of friends and you know a new family I guess people that I they were my favorite forever friends yeah um I, but I think we always kind of knew if eventually you have children we'd want to come home yeah um and I think I, I hadn't finished uni yet but my mum sent me the newspaper <laughs> the local newspaper <laughs> Didn't email it. She actually sent it in the mail. Hard Amazing. Copy. And she circled a, pro- a property um, in the area. So we live about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes um, north of Tathra in mm-hmm. a little locality called Tanja. Um, and it's beautiful. It's um, national parks and farms and um, wow. really, really quite an amazing area. Yeah. And um, I'd always said if I was going to move home, that's the only place I would live. Wow. <laughs> anyway, she sent this, she sent the newspaper clipping with this property that was for sale. And um, we went, oh, maybe we should send someone to have a look. So we sent Jono's parents to, to have a look at it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yep, it's really nice. You should probably buy it. And oh, my God. We bought it like two oh. weeks later. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Was, we hadn't even seen it. So, um, it was a big thing to do, but we just thought, no, let's just do it. And um, he he was ready to come home and it probably took us another two or three years to actually get here. Wow. Um, I really love yeah. that you trusted your instinct on that. Yeah, well, I guess, I don't know, I guess we kind of knew that eventually we would get here mm-hmm. and we knew that properties didn't come up very often in this area. Right. Um, where we are oh, and you know for something that we could afford and there's a lot of work to do like it's completely off the grid um it's got no power or um water or you know anything like that which is yeah. it's fine um definitely wouldn't be able to do it without Jono mm-hmm. he is I think the epitome of a handy man he seems <laughs> to be able to know how to do everything did I'm he go to school for that uh, yeah, so he's a carpenter. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he learnt 
a lot of skills from his dad and his grandpa and he just seems to be one of those people who just can pick up anything gets things yeah not like me it takes me a while to understand how to do things like that but I am uh, in that same boat and I don't know how I would do comparatively <laughs> speaking I think you are doing amazing yeah yeah it's been um it's been a tough we've literally just literally today we've just got our um new bathroom kind Aww. of attached to the shed we've got a bathroom that's separate but literally today it's been hooked up so that's awesome that's <laughs> a milestone and, and they, he's done it all so that's so cool very, so your partner's cool. a carpenter you're this artist you <laughs> take another two years to get down there yeah did you did you um have your first child before you left or when you got there no when we got here so it was probably a year we'd been here about a year year and a half wow. I think um and that year was that year was good it was we left a, like we we went away a lot mm-hmm. um, which I think was necessary for me at the time because I was mm-hmm. still a bit you know I was really missing that vibrance of you know bigger communities yeah um you know we we you know go to Sydney or Canberra or Melbourne or you know and all out to Byron we went back up there and visited quite a lot and I kept kind of collaborating with people and doing as much as I could um but yeah then we fell pregnant and then had a baby and I think since then life has been very different in a good way as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. I'm sure everyone can imagine once you have a child. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, big adjustments, but it's been good. It's been, it's been is, really grounding. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how do you feel motherhood has impacted how you create and what inspires you to create and basically your perspective that you then tap into to create? Um, so... I think in the first year I I had quite a, um, you know, in hindsight, I had quite a traumatic birth, I mm-hmm. guess, for me anyway, for some yep. other people maybe not. But, you know, the expectations, which I think most people find this, um, the expectations that I'd had of what birthing and motherhood and all that kind of stuff would be like was yeah. um, very different to what had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it took me a long time to kind of get past that and move through what had happened and surrender to that this new life of, you know, not being independent anymore mm-hmm. and um, not just being able to go and sit in my studio for a whole day and make artwork. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, that doesn't happen anymore and that's, yeah. and that's fine. But um, I think letting go of all of that was a big thing that, that um, has happened since I had Dusty. How long do you think that process was for you? Um, I had an exhibition uh, a year. He was literally, he was one when the, when it opened. Um, and that was kind of the culmination of a lot of work that I'd been doing. I guess you know, it was kind of a letting go process, that mm-hmm. work. Um, that was in Sydney with my good friend Geordie. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. I guess, it, yeah, it was a good year. I think of just making work and being really open and honest about the fact that I, um, you know, loved being a mum, but I also had times when I didn't cope very well. And, um, you know, 
I think it was re- a really good healing process for me to be very honest about it and mm-hmm. be honest with other mums about and have those really open conversations with people saying, um, this is really hard. Yes. Like, I know people tell you it's hard, but it's actually really hard. I don't you think know, people on- tell say it often enough, actually. I think no. there's been this, like, romanticism of motherhood, yeah. That's exactly especially it. emerging, I feel, like, yeah. really hardcore in the past two years. Yeah, that's and funny I'm you like, say that. Yeah. What is going on here? Does no one want to be honest of the fact that, like, you can just – be a mess of emotions yeah. and have nowhere to turn to because no one wants to have that conversation with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that romantic idea because that, that was really, you know, when I was writing the statement for that, artist statement for that work, it was about the the unromantic things about being a mum and living on the land and living in a shed and, you know, and really struggling sometimes and um, and just being open about it and being really honest about it and saying, I love my son and I love my family and I love where I live, but sometimes I don't actually. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I really, I'm really struggling and I'm really not having a good time. And um, yeah, who you do know. you turn to in those moments to be vulnerable um, with and to really connect with? Probably my mum. I think, mm-hmm. to be honest, she's um, very empathetic and um, compassionate and kind. Um, quite practical. Mm-hmm. She's a very practical Capricorn on a lot of levels and then very <laughs> impractical in a lot of ways as well. Um, but she's very honest yeah. and non-judgmental. I think that's the main thing about mum. She's just never judged and never would, which has, you know, really been quite special to have that with her. And she was a single mum and I just, I just, I don't know how she did it. I, I literally was no just idea. like, how did you do it? Yeah. You know, they're uh, they're superhumans to me. Yeah, fully I'm like, superhuman. Yeah, what um, the grace that it takes I to know. get through the day. I have yeah. no idea. Sleep deprived, and you know. So, um, what did your mom do um, as, as, a, as a dog? Up? Yeah, uh, she's a teacher as well. Oh, wow. um, which probably explains why I decided to be a teacher. <laughs> um, and she's a ceramicist. She's actually quite amazing ceramicist and um I guess growing up she just did lots of different things she she really committed to being at home with me though um which I really you know she could have gone to work and she could have um you know put me in daycare yeah she didn't Mm -hmm. um which meant that we were very poor financially Mm -hmm. but we lived a very good life um and she really made the most of making lots of experiences for me, you know, learning experiences. And, yeah. Um, Do you yeah. take any of those? Yeah, you must obviously take that and put it into how you are now mothering and oh, yeah, guess the intention of what you, what type of mother you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes and no. I think, um, I think if it weren't for her encouraging me to be an outdoorsy type of kid, mm-hmm. um, then I probably wouldn't have been. <laughs> I like to be inside and quiet and, you know, but my cousins had a farm quite close to where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we spent a lot of time out there and swimming in creeks and, you know, being chased by cows and, you know, 
throwing rocks in dams and and this is <laughs> and it's exactly what we're doing now with Dusty. Yeah. Um, my dad lived on a pro- big property right on the coast and, you know, I used to go there on the weekends and go diving with him and, you know, wow. have big cups of fish. And, yeah, it was, you know, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, and then when I was a bit older, I always had lots of friends who lived on properties and mm-hmm. um, and I guess they were my best memories, those yeah. just hanging around in the bush and being a kid and, you know, and not and not having to worry about being clean or yeah. Those moments really feed your imagination. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and she really enabled that for me. And so I think um, my whole family did. It wasn't just her. Yeah. Um, And I guess this area did. But it definitely means now that, um, you know, I know what that looks like for Dusty Mm -hmm. and this new baby. And um, and that's I know that that's what I want for them Mm -hmm. um, to have that experience. How has this second pregnancy affected your approach to your creativity and your work? And now, like, obviously, there's always an, an unknown aspect when you have a child. Yes. And obviously, going through that first traumatic experience, how do you feel you're going to approach the second experience? Um, I think I've learned to say no mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot more. Um I decided when I got pregnant, uh, when I had Dusty, I kept working, like, really, really hard. Um, And I I guess, I guess this time around, I realised that that probably wasn't the smartest thing to be, you know, sending work overseas when I had a three-week-old and (laughs) (laughs) having deadlines and, you know... I think I, I had all this time because there was this child, this baby that was sleeping all the time and, you know, um, so I did all this instead of me sleeping as well. I yeah. just kept working and um, this time around I, I just said, no, I'm giving myself six months of nothing. I'm not mm-hmm. doing any work. I'm not collaborating. I'm not doing anything, um, which, you know, that might change. But, um, but you've but given I, yourself the permission to at least yeah, try to definitely. do that. Yeah, and just and also just say no to things if I if I don't feel like my heart's fully in it and I don't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, for now at least, just say no, I'm not doing that now and you know, things can wait. Mm-hmm. I think because having a baby can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have, has this pregnancy been difficult or or easier or what um, has this been for you? It's actually been more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um physically yeah. I've had a few complications which is fine I've, I've um you know nothing really serious but it has been difficult but it's in a weird way I've been much more accepting of all the difficulties than yeah. I would have been last time I think I think what now that I've surrendered to being a mum then mm-hmm. I'm much more um I guess accepting of just that things don't go the way that you plan them, especially when you're, you know, having a baby. Absolutely. It doesn't go that way all the time. Can you talk to me more about your creative process? I really love how you, um, how you're really quite connected to the power of color and its yeah. healing effect. Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, I don't really know where it comes from. I I think it actually is a, a Steiner school thing, maybe. Mm. I, I guess I just have always, 
always, as long as I can remember, just been obsessed with colour. Yeah. Um, almost to a point that's, <laughs> and I've talked about this in <laughs> other interviews before, but <laughs> almost to a point where it's like I'm actually a little bit OCD about it. <laughs> um, I am a bit OCD, um, as my friends will probably tell you. And um, I guess, I don't know, it's not, it's not just that I love colour, mm-hmm. I think it's actually that I love that I have the control over yep. palettes and, you know, matching things together and um, and if something isn't right, I can change it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, again, totally unromantic, really. Um, you know, it's not this lovely, I just love colour because it makes me feel good. It's, no, I like it's not about that. But um, it's a real, it's an actual real answer. I love that. Yeah, well, I guess it's a process of, yeah, it's a process of, you know, you're making something and, you know, I never just use paint from a tube, Mm -hmm. um, or rarely anyway, so most of the time I will, yeah, make make colours myself and I'll, I have like banks, (laughs) I'm shocking on Pinterest, I have like (laughs) banks and banks of like like little boards of colour palettes of like, you know, that I see something and I'll quick pin it, which yeah. has been great. It's awesome. It used to be books and diaries and things of stuck out things. But, um, um, yeah, Pinterest has been good for that. Good for your OCD too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fully. <laughs> Definitely OCD. <laughs> has living in your home in this, in this beautiful property, has that really um, impacted uh, your work now and, and what, you, what themes you want to explore? Yeah, definitely. When I moved home, um, uh, it was very, um, the, um, the the romantic ideas that I had about moving to the bush and living on a property and being off the grid and, you know, I'd come from Byron Bay and <laughs> had this idea that within a year we'd have this house built and an orchard and a veggie garden and, <laughs> you know, the animals and I'd be like, wandering down to pick my harvest for the morning, you know, you know, the, the typical Instagram you know, perfect yes. reality. Um, and it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. It was really hard. It was hot. Things were really slow because you either are working on things and making it happen, but then you have no money or you're working and making money, but then you have no time to do the things you want to do. So absolutely. Um, so my first year or so of work that I made down here was very much about, you know, the unromantic things about living yeah. on the land and having animals and them dying and, you know, having, and you know, just and it, just things that were, you know, building and I guess the, the yeah, the honesty behind it all. So um, and then, yeah, so that's been, that's definitely made a huge impact and, um Living in a two-room shed yep. <laughs> has meant that um, with a child, um, for a long time I used, I have a little studio down the hill, but then when Dusty was born, it wasn't really practical for him to be asleep in the house and me be, to be down the hill. Of um, course. So I just started working in the house, which which has been fine um, until he got big enough to, you know. Want to do it with you. Yeah, want to do it with me. <laughs> I can't actually do work anywhere near him anymore because he just wants to do it with me, which is lovely. We do paint 
favorite together. But um, I have the same but, with my daughter. Where she's like, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it with you, and I'm gonna yeah. do it on your paper because that's what yeah, yeah. you're using. So yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been challenging in a lot of ways. But um, I don't know. I think definitely building my resilience and my um, ability to change and shift what mm-hmm. is necessary in order to produce work. But I just keep doing. I keep making work, however it works. I just yeah. You know, well, I think that's a true sign of an artist. It's like regardless mm-hmm. of what the outcome is, just doing it is what's yes. actually important and what your, I don't know, your like soul needs or the thing within you that really feels the lack of it when you're not doing yeah. it constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I um, Yeah. I definitely have moments where I need to be making work. Mm-hmm. Um for whatever reason, whether it's for something that I'm making it toward or whether it's just because I haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. But I also need to have breaks mm-hmm. um, because I feel like my work gets a bit stagnant. I keep reproducing the same stuff. And, um, um, yeah, so I think it's important to. In those moments where you stop and you give yourself time to replenish whatever that is, like where do you go for new inspiration? Um. I guess there's been a few moments where that's really happened for me where I've just completely packed up whatever I was doing at the time because it wasn't feeling good and stopped for a few weeks or a few months. Um, And then it's really hard because it's a really slow process and I feel like I could make a whole body of work before I actually get into what I really want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think making work is the answer to that. I just mm-hmm. have to make work. And it could be that I go back to basics and I go back to all the artists that originally inspired me. Um, I go back to just basic drawing. Um, I often, most of the time, my bodies of work will be um, driven by something that's happening in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always like to be too obvious about that. Yeah, because um, you know that's quite personal. It might be a personal body of work, but I don't really necessarily need to put that onto other people. Of course, this artwork is of this. That's not. Yeah, you know, it, it could just be that I just want to make something that looks really pretty because it makes me feel good. The yeah. artists that you said before that you you go back to basics. Who are those artists to you? Um, Cy Tomley always. Mm-hmm. Um. Agnes Martin, uh, Brett Whiteley, uh, is my pregnant brain kicking in? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or being put on the spot one or the other. Um, And then I also have, like, you know, modern-day artists that that inspire me, you know, friends and peers and, um, you know, Geordie might might be one of them that, you know, she's someone that I've kind of grown with as an artist. We went through art school together and... I've got friend Sally in Sydney and um, lots of people that I went through art school with. It's And it's not so much like, oh, they're making work about this. Mm. I'm going to do that. It's more like, oh, they've taken this approach to one of those periods where they're not doing anything. Oh, that's a really interesting way of doing it. And, you know, or I'll just have a conversation or yeah. something like that with them. I love the titles of your artworks. Oh, thanks. 
like <laughs> badly <laughs> behaved, Swash, swashbuckling. But, um, do you yeah. do the, do those come up in the moment that you're creating, or are you like what what's your approach to that? I, I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, so that one. <laughs> um, so I. Uh, I don't really know how to talk about that one. Um, I guess <laughs> it's it's good in a way. Um, the latest body of work that I've made has been very personal um, and quite, I guess it's quite hard for me to still talk about it. Um, my partner and I and our community kind of lost a very good friend of ours um, last year and he was badly behaved and swashbuckling and <laughs> we loved him for it. And um, and I guess when I was thinking about the titles for that particularly and that body of work, it was very much about him, I guess. Um, but I didn't want it to be in such an obvious way. Like, yeah, you know, it was it was a way of, um, you know, it was really personal. And I guess just about me kind of expressing that that was okay for him to be like that. And yeah, um, and I guess honoring who he was. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but you know, in in other ways, there's, you know, I remember having one called um, a few years ago, Steve's a girl, <laughs> and I don't know if anyone, I don't know if you've seen, but we have a cow called Steve. Yes. And we thought that she was a boy when she was very little, but she's not. <laughs> so you know, it's usually coming from something that's um happening at the time. I might make the work and then later on be like, hmm, what am I going to title this? So it's not necessarily that this is of yeah. how. Yeah. <laughs> Just that. Of course. Um, that um, they're kind of, yeah, I guess they arise from doing some research and, you know, it might be a song lyric or it could mm. be something I've read or um, a conversation that I've had with somebody and I just take the sentence out of it or, you know. It's yeah. beautiful. I think you have a real knack for that. Well, thank it's you. It's nice. intriguing. Sweet. It lends a sense of intrigue to your work that I think is important for for the um, the viewer. It's not necessarily that you need to know the backstory, although I I love the backstories, um, but it de definitely lends intrigue to your work. And so thank yeah. you for that. That's okay. What do you What do you now? Obviously, you've adapted. You've like gone through a whole life shift um what did you think your life was going to be like when you were a kid how do those align or misalign um I think I would have as a kid I think I would have liked the idea that I'd be an artist mm -hmm. living in the bush <laughs> I don't think I really would have if I had have known that I was going to do this I would have probably been like yeah that's cool um but I always thought I would live in the city mm. and I always thought that I would travel the world and they're two things that I haven't done I'm okay about not living in the city that's that's fine I don't I'm not really um I like visiting <laughs> but I'm not I'm a country kid at heart um traveling is definitely something that I would have liked to do more of um I've traveled lots of Australia but I think for my own mind it would have been good to um travel a bit more not that it's not going to happen it's just hasn't um, but I, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think I always knew that I would do something creative, but I never really, I think as a, growing up, I didn't realise, I thought you could just be an artist mm -hmm. 
and that was it. Or an art teacher, which weirdly enough, I am an artist and an art teacher. <laughs> so, but I never realised until I went north and I actually met all my friends who are photographers and graphic designers and stylists and, you know, doing all these amazing things and work, working creatively within larger industries. Mm. I didn't realise as a teenager that that was an option. Yeah. Um, which I think was a real shame because um, I, I think if I had have had that realisation that I could have done, you know, studied different things and ended up in different areas, then I probably would have been a bit more driven to do that, mm. had a bit more direction. Yeah. But that's okay, you know. The sense, I guess, uh, this broader sense of what, um, what's available for you, yeah. just the prospects Yeah. be... But that can be confusing as well. Yeah. That, that can just add to the confusion. Yeah. It was nice that I, you know, it, it kind of organically, my life has organically unfolded to what it is now. Yeah. And I, I've never really made big decisions saying I'm going to mm. do visual arts because I want to be an artist. I just did visual arts at uni because I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to move home, you know, to be a, you know, to live here and I really made the big decisions thinking of the future and what it would look like I think I just did it because it felt good at the time yeah it's like um you intuitively allowed yourself to make those decisions and yeah. and I think it's shows more that you trusted yourself so I think that's a very um beautiful thing to see I, don't, I think a lot of times you do see people who live their lives according to like what they hope it will look like or more of how they will be seen in mm. that light so it's nice to see people who kind of don't have that like huge broader perspective and they just are it's, I mean I guess it just shows more of like living in the moment being present trusting yourself and then yeah seeing how it unfolds and then adapting to it. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I don't see myself as someone who is like that at all. I feel like I'm very detached from the present and the moment. Mm. I think I'm very much in my head a lot of the time. But um, but now having that conversation, I'm like, yeah, well, maybe I am a little bit more in, in the moment than I <laughs> thought I was. <laughs> oh, I'm happy that you thought of that then. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice place to come to, I think. Yeah. It lends itself to, I think being a yeah. bit more um, uh, brave or courageous. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> take it. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost ending this conversation, but yeah. I want to know um, what – I know you're having this baby. You yeah. obviously are going to be in your beautiful little bubble. Yeah. <laughs> but if the new year – would lend your lend anything to you to like express yourself in any way do you have any hopes or um inklings or just I guess dreams of what you might want to accomplish in the future yeah yep um I think toward the end of the year I would really like to work on a solo show mm -hmm. um uh not sure where or when or <laughs> <laughs> what it'll be about, but I think, you know, I need to give myself some time to just be, you know, present with my children mm -hmm. for the next little while. And it doesn't mean that I won't be making work, but I just, 
um, you know, will just stop making work for something and just make it for myself. Yeah. Um, and then that would be great. I, I do have a couple of little collabor- collaborations I've been working on in these last few weeks that um, I think will come about towards the end of the year. I can't really say what they are, but um, a little bit exciting. And I guess I guess I'm just going to have to see how I can adjust to having two children and mm. whether I have the time, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I work when Dusty sleeps and that isn't that much anymore and he drops asleep and I've got a newborn that's with me all the time. It might might look very different, um, the amount of work that I can produce. And, and I just don't want to put that stress on myself no, don't. Um, at this point. It's not worth it. No, because, you know, they're little for such a small amount yeah. of time. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what you're doing next. Oh. I find your work to be very um, peaceful and they, they always just lend a sense of peace to me when I see them, <laughs> that I'm like, ah, oh, breath of fresh air. So Same. I just can't wait for that. But I do really want you to have a beautiful experience with your new family yeah. and your new little unit that you're going to have there. So yeah. um, definitely enjoy your time. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm very excited. And in, and I hope that you have the support you need yeah. around oh, you. I've got an amazing family network here, which is very, very, very lucky. Okay. Well, yeah. I can't thank you enough for wanting to be involved in this little project. I really um, I appreciate it so much. So thank you so much for spending some time with me and letting me get to know you a bit more. And I do hope that one day after your baby's born, I can uh, we can meet in person. We'll definitely come up and I'll let you know. Thank you. I'll talk thank to you soon. so much. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the So To Speak podcast. If you enjoyed listening to Lily talk about her life and her journey, you will enjoy following her on Instagram. Her handle is Lily Nicholson. She also has a beautiful website, lilyyohanna.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, comment, share it with your friend, but most importantly, subscribe.